Okay, so here we go. I think I was talking to you at your car the other day, where so let's say you're describing your day. Yeah, the mind's describing the day. And there's all these verbs going on. Yeah. I went let's say there's a noun like I went there. But when there's but all we're talking about is the personal noun. The one personal noun, I, yeah, or me. Where all we're doing is questioning that and see if that would weaken, if that would drop out of the story, the narrating, yeah, would the narration change dramatically? Yeah. If you just took out the one subjective noun, you. So everything is seemingly happening to you, or for you, or as you, or by you. If you could just question that idea of being that you, and then you would see that life is just happening, that, that it's happening to you. It's a total different story, life is happening, than if it's happening to you. Totally different, incredibly different. We're just seeing what makes... What, what pulls that thing that's happening into to me? Yeah? This obsession with self. This almost like a gravitational pull where all these activities in manifestation are occurring and yet our mental process wants to pull them into it's about me. Yeah? It's happening to me or I'm doing it or I was doing it or I will be doing it. That's really basically what it's doing, right? For it to feel like it's happening to it now, it has to believe it happened to it then, in the past, and that it will happen to it in the future. That's how you're remembered all day, the idea of being Steve. You're remembered by, I was once Steve, yeah, all those memories and ideas and everything, and I will be Steve, therefore I am Steve. It doesn't get the evidence of Steve from the moment that's actually happening, you know, it gets the evidence from a mental moment about what's not happening. It doesn't have any basic evidence that it's so. But I was so, and I will be so, is enough for the mind. Yeah. So I was so, I will be so, and then it just logically ends up, I am so. But that's the only way. So if you're not remembered... If you are not remembered, the effect of that you diminishes drastically. It has to be remembered. Yeah, That's why, like St. Francis says, I don't know if this is why, but he says, it's in self-forgetting that you're so-and-so, right? And there's that guy I like to talk about, Dogen, I think his name was, which was, uh, he says, to study Buddhism is to study the self, and to study the self is to forget the self. It's not to kill the self and vanquish the self. Yeah? Because killing the self and vanquishing the self would be remembering the self, in a sense, yeah? But when you forget the self, which is, you're not buying into, I am, I was that, and you're not buying into the thoughts about, I will be that, therefore, you're not that now, yeah? If you can, if you have an immunity to the, the story, the thought, the assumption, the inference up there that's constantly inferring and pointing to this imaginary you in the past and the future, if you had an immunity to that, if the mind did, yeah, and that couldn't conjure up the sense of I was that, and then it makes it all so, so valuable to be worrying about what will happen to you, then you will be in a state of forgetting the self now. 
Yeah? And then when you're in a state of forgetting the self, it's quicker than a remembering of what you are. You are that. Yeah? Remembering what you are would be a couple of steps removed. Yeah? So it's sort of not like, oh, I'm, I forgot the self and now I'm remembering what I am. Who's that which is remembering what it is? That's the self. Yeah? So it's neither that, it's not, if I'm not, it's not, there's, there's not a self that forgets the self and then becomes like a clear, rooted self. There isn't one. The forgetting of the self doesn't even need a remembering of what you are because you are that. To remember it would be, you were once that, yes, or I will be that. That's what the mental process does to conjure up the sense of self. But for you to be conjured up, what you really are, there's no need to be conjured up. It's always available at all times. So it's always in the self-forgetting that you're reborn. To what? To the fact of what you are. It seems like a rebirth, but you never were born in it. You never came from anywhere. It's always been the stable... Uh, denominator. All the idea is, is to forget the self. Now, if you try to forget the self as the self, yeah, so if you're not clear, I'm not that, and you're busy trying to forget the self as if it's some kind of bothersome bug in your house, yeah, I just got to swat it a couple of times, or you know what I mean? If there's still a sense that you're the doer, you were once the doer, and you're going to be the doer, that's the sense of self. That sense of self can't get out of a past sense of self or a future sense of self. Because that's exactly what it is. It's a remembering of a past sense of self and a remembering of a future sense of self. So that sense of self can't get out of self. Self can't get out of self. You can't use mind to get out of mind. You can't use the Buddha to find the Buddha. This is the one little dilemma a lot of people miss. It's like the second lock. The first lot, you feel like you're bound and it's fucking with you and you'd really like to have freedom from it, yeah? So you see the activity of the first lot, this obsession with me and this and that. But you don't see the second lot, that the feeling of wanting to escape that is also the sense of self, yeah? So that sense of self can't escape the tyranny or the imprisonment of what you feel like self is, is like, yeah? So self can't leave that prison of self. Yeah, it's a mobile prison. So even in the pursuit of getting out of self, there's still the bondage of self. Yeah. So it will use getting out of self as a way to be bonded to the idea of being self. It will use being in self as a way to be bonded to the idea of being self. Yeah. You can't win in or out. That's why the solution is that there is no problem. If there is no problem, it's like that thing with the thorn in the person's foot. You're walking around, which is living, you're traveling here, and you got a thorn in your shoe, and you've tried every type of shoe and Dr. Scholl's thing and everything like that, but it's still irritability, irritable, restless, and discontent. So then you hear about another thorn, you know, another idea. Hey, maybe I'm not that. Yeah? So you take that thorn and you dig the first thorn out and you throw it out. You don't replace the first thorn with the second thorn. Yeah? It will be another form of discomfort. Not as irritable as the other one, but still as binding. Yeah. So, if from the solution's view there is no problem, then the solution is not needed. There is no solution then. Yeah. It's only a it's only a temporal solution when you're feeling like you're in time. 
Yeah, and you're this action figure in time, and you're the doer, and all those feelings that comprise the sense of self. When you, when you, the mind is coming from there, it's a real fucking problem. Yeah. So then you hear a solution to it. If the solution's entertained, when the solution starts dawning on you, you see the problem was imaginary. What goes out with the problem? The solution. Yeah. The thorn goes out, and then the solution to the thorn also goes out. Because you don't need a solution to an imaginary problem. Do you? No. You only need a solution when you're taking something to be real that isn't real. When it dawns on you, the solution to that is that it ain't real. There's no need for the solution. That's a damn good solution. You can't even have, you can't even have the solution to fuck up. Because you will. If you believe there's a solution and you have it, I bet you you're gonna fuck it up somehow. You're gonna say everyone else is doing better with the solution than I am. Why isn't the solution working like it's working with these other people? They seem so shiny and this and that. <coughs> the solution to the problem will become another addition of the problem, won't it? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So here, okay, I need a solution. You better believe it, you do. The solution, when, you, when it dawns on you, is that the problem is imaginary. Do you need that solution anymore? No! If you hold on to it as a solution, it becomes a problem. That's what I mean. It becomes so you, it's so what you are, there's no problem solution in it. Yeah? And if, it's, if there's no solution that you have, then there can be no solution you can lose. So it's the perfect solution because it negates itself immediately when it dawns on you that the problem is imaginary. You don't even need a solution. That's fucking great. Yeah? Because if you have a thing, whatever it is, no matter if it's the most subtle thing in the world <coughs> called a solution, I'm telling you, the mind can make it a problem. It can. I've seen it. People have a like a an enlightening moment or an awakening, <coughs> and then somehow it feels like it changes, and now they're back into the, the normal modality they're used to, and now that idea of having that moment becomes a, a big bat the mind uses to beat the idea of you up, that you must have done something to fuck up that moment. Why isn't it the same moment? Yeah? Why don't I feel the way I felt? Something must have happened, which I must have had a lot to do with, for me to fuck that up. That's called obsession with self. It doesn't matter <clears throat> what topic it uses, it's going to use whatever it is to bond yes, the mind to the idea of being the doer, the chooser, the haver. Yes, that's what it's going to do. Be it a spiritual solution, <clears throat> you know, a day at the office, it doesn't matter. It's whatever it comes in contact with, which only is after the fact, because consciousness is the provider of contact. Yeah? Like in the, in the big book, they talk about conscious contact. They imply something else, but the way I view it is, there's consciousness and contact. <coughs> yeah, that's the basic, basis of manifestation. Yeah? Consciousness is available to, ma- to recognize or to note or to cognize or to sense something appearing, which is manifestation, yes? Subconscious contact is what's occurring here. And then, very quickly thereafter, there's a mental process, and that mental process makes you, makes a you, 
somewhat affiliated with the body, somehow a soul or something, but as an almost an individual, long-lasting, independent entity. And by becoming the one who's conscious, it forgets consciousness. Yeah? And now consciousness becomes something that you can do or not do. In other words, I'm really unconscious today, or I'm really conscious today. So it's sort of like you're, you've got the hands on the levers now. I can make myself more conscious, and if I fuck up around and drink or look at porno, I'm less conscious, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you play around, and you make a state into a possibility relevant only to you as the one who initiates it. Yeah? That's called playing God, don't you see? How can you not call that playing God? How can you not call a mental process that comes after let's say, the appearance of God, which is consciousness in contact, and then claims to be the thing that's in contact. I would say that's playing God, because it tries to put itself in, you know, we're using the term loosely, God's position, isn't it? Consciousness, or spirit, is what's initiating this experience, yet my mental process is, I'm the one who's having the experience, I would say that's sort of like a heist, Yeah? A heist, and so it sort of takes the identity of that which it isn't, you know? So now consciousness, I'm not, it becomes a quality that I have this fucking nebulous idea of me, whatever it may be. If you go into a spiritual level, it could be called a soul, but it's always a soul sort of inhabiting a body or somehow in a body or, you know, from a body. You can't imagine not being a body when you take yourself to be a body. Yeah, so when you imagine God, they picture him as an old guy sitting on a big throne because we can't see it any other way. Because just like it says, you know, God made us in his own image, well, when the mental process makes God, it makes it in its own image, which is it's a thing. It's a noun. It's a doer. Yeah, it has volition. It's fucking with you. Maybe. You know what I mean? It doesn't particularly like you. And it's fucking with you. Or in the Old Testament, it's going to smoke you. Or if, Unless you bring 200 cows and three chickens, and by 11 o'clock, you're fucked. You know? It's like, it sort of sounds like your head, doesn't it? Yeah. So, I think so. I think the Old Testament God sounds like your head. And it says, and he won't, he won't brook any gods put before it. It sort of sounds like your head, doesn't it? <laughs> so, if it's like Ramana Maharshi said, to know God is to be God, but is that the way we felt it be in the past, or it was interpreted through us in the past? For me, it was to know God was to become a knower of God. Yeah? The emphasis was still on me. Yeah? I'll give a little bit of attention to God, but I'm getting in mostly, I'm a knower of God, you know what I mean? <laughs> when Ramana says to know God is to be God, much faster, yeah? Now, if you are that, what effort could you ever do to become it? Yeah? If you were are that, what effort could you ever do to become that? It would actually go the other way, wouldn't it? It would be denial of what you are, in the, in the affirmation of what you want to be. Yeah? So what you want to be would be a desire. What you are has no desire because it is. Yeah. To want to be that is a desire because there's a feeling you ain't. Yeah? But in this sense of being, or in this sense of this, the solution is only temporary until you realize there's no problem, that has no, there's no desire going on in there. 
in the sense of what I am. There's no desire because it's complete already. Yeah. There's no there's no movement except maybe to express, but there's no movement to achieve or to acquire that which you already are. Yeah. And that's the freedom. You get free from the, the need to be liberated. Yeah. This, from self, you need to be liberated, man. From the point of view of self, you need some damn good liberation quickly. But the solution is you get relieved from the need to be liberated. It's freaking unbelievable. Yeah. And then you get to really, really be here in a sense because you're not here. Because when you really thought you were here, this was the last place you wanted to be. For me, I wanted to get loaded all the time. I wanted to transcend this place with whatever method I could use. Drugs, spiritual practices, holding my breath, jumping off of bridges, bungee cords, you know. <clears throat> whatever it was, trying to just rocket me out of this place, yeah? But when you realize, if you're not in it, there's no need to get out of it. Damn it. There's the freedom, Yeah? From that incessant pursuit to get out of what you, where you're, you know, to get away from where you're not. It's incredible. How can you ever succeed? How could I ever succeed to get away from where I'm not? It would be impossible. Yeah? I have an idea of where I think I am. It's totally bogus. And I'm really pursuing every effort to get out of there. Has it ever worked? I mean, I shut up a lot of drugs and did a lot of LSD and everything like that. And I never transcended the place I wanted to get out of. Yeah? Because I was never inherently there. It doesn't exist. How can I leave an imaginary place? That's the beauty of it. After a while, it seems so simple. It becomes like crystal clear, but that's nothing special either. But not to be holding, to be freed from that constant uh, attention drain of the narrator, you know, that voicing. That's not a narrator, the narration. The narrator is giving it way too much, yeah. There's no one there. It's just a narration of life, yeah, based from a subjective point of view. The I, me, my story. It's always constantly pulling your attention from where? From here, isn't it? From this moment. It sucks it up into a little, instead of a wind tunnel, but a time tunnel, where you everything that happens now is referred back to what you thought happened in the past, which only fuels the fear of that happening again, and then the preoccupation with worrying about what's going to happen to you in the future. You know how much, if, one, if we could sit down in a room and all that mental anxiety could be... Uh, jacked into, we could light up a bowl of San Francisco for the whole year. Just one person. We could use you. Just go in, be, you would be the electrical company for that year. Just sitting there thinking, just letting the thinking go the way it goes, you would be generating so much energy, they would fucking light up the whole place. You could, you could have a car run by you. Yeah? It would be like the Supreme Prius. You just sit there at night, just jack the car into your thought system. You know what I mean? What if, what should I move the water? You could drive to fucking New York. Yeah. You know how much energy is going on? 
And it's, where is it going? Is it helping you at all? Is it, is it building a firm foundation to rest on? It is. The thought system is so failed. It's a failed thought system. Yet our attention and interest is wedded to it because the center of that thought system is the idea of being a self. And when you take yourself to be that center, you're at the effects of the whole system. You can't have it both ways. You can't be cherishing the idea of being Paul and not be, not be uh, under attack by all the thoughts about Paul. Yeah? You can't have it both ways. You have to see the, the failedness of the system is just an extension of that one mistake. The idea of being a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. Yeah? That, that little mistake geometrically progresses into the whole thought system. And so you know, half the time you know how absurd the stuff is that's going through your head, yet it still has a big effect, doesn't it? So it doesn't matter how much self-knowledge you acquire about it. If this sense of self is still in place, that you believe you have knowledge about self, is that, that there's a you that has that knowledge, you're in the mix. You're not out of the content of the system. Yeah. A product of the system isn't going to control the system. And a product of that system is never going to leave the product, the system that makes it and reinforces it. Yeah. So there's no way that self's going to transcend what's making the sense of self and be a self free from that. <laughs> there's no, you're not going to have a feeling of being a self unless you're in the system of self-centeredness. That's what, it's a production. That's what it does. That thought, that system of thought and interpretation and perception, this mental process, produces or evokes or infers or implies that sense of being a long-lasting independent separate If you get into a bad accident and that thing shuts down, it's not being produced. It's happening through the brain. The brain is producing it, and it's going to continue to produce it. Yeah? It's not about that stopping. It's about losing interest in it. How can one lose interest in it? I found if it's not you, you'll lose interest in it. If you can start entertaining, hey, these thoughts may not be about me. Yeah? These thoughts, all of their flavors are coming from a certain idea that they that are implied by every thought that I'm a certain someone. If I'm not that, then what are gonna, what's going to happen to the thoughts? They're going to keep going on, but my interest won't go with them. Yeah? My interest will be freed from that preoccupation, and that same interest that is keeping you up at night, that same attention that you can't get to sleep because your mind's just going over something, something, and you're the light dot that's allowing that production to continue during the night, yeah? That, when that attention, interest, that light's removed from it, removed from it, that same attention and interest that's fueling the obsession with self will enrich your life. The exact same interest and attention. It'll just be taken off a dead object called you. And we put into something living called this. Yeah? Which is vital and constantly crackling because it's constantly happening. Things are rising, departing, right? I mean, it's not, yeah? it's not a dead, stagnant idea. Yeah? It's vital. You're like at the pulse of it. And so you feel something that you were paying $500 to get a feeling of out there. You know? You have a sense of contentment that isn't brought about by what you're doing, but it's about, brought about by what you are. Yeah? And therefore, it can be relied on because you are that. You know what I mean? 
You don't have to go somewhere to have it produced. It's not, the source of it isn't going to change. It's always available at all times, right where you are, with no freaking requirement necessary other than your attention. Yeah? And when the attention is cleaned off of the, the, that clinging to self, where it's not a feeling of you paying attention to it, there's just attention to it, there's the freedom from the bondage of self. The self will try to glom on to the attention to it and say, I'm the one who's paying attention to the truth. Yeah? The truth is secondary. I'm the one who's paying attention. That's selfing. Yeah? You see it. Okay. And now it's just attention paying attention. Yeah? And attention never runs out. And what it's paying attention to never runs out. So attention can finally rest because it never has to really literally move ever again. Because what it's attending to now is always going to be there at all times, right where you are, as long as you're alive here. Yeah? So the attention, and it has plenty of attention to deal with what shows up and this and that all day, but a, a, large, a large amount of it just rests in that knowledge, in that tactile knowledge of this is so, or like an unspoken yes. And that attention never leaves, never roams. It's always resting in what is at all times. Yeah? That's what allows that what is to have an influence in this experience here. Because it's your attention. That's the bridge. If there's just what is and you're not having, you don't have any attention to it, you will live as if it ain't. Yeah? You may live as if it is conceptually. Oh, I've read all the books or, you know what I mean? You go and listen to people speak, but you, you're not living it in a sense, in an intimate level, yeah? Because your attention is still captured by the conceptual mind, yeah? But when the attention is resting in it, it can, it's, it doesn't roam because it's found what it's looking for. It matches its own nature, which is no thingness, yeah? You can't see attention, can you? Can you? Do you believe there's a quantity to it? That there's, you only have so much? Can you imagine if you got a, like, a, like an allotment of attention Sunday night? I fucking would have shot my wad by Tuesday. You know, I paid attention to basketball at nine hours on Sunday. There it goes. I have no attention. I'm in a comatose state. We seem to be, aren't we? We do seem to be. Because in a way, it sounds weird, but our attention is beholden to the thought system and the interpretive system. Even though there's even an understanding, this is the same old fucking same old, we can't seem to pull ourselves off the screen, can we? Why is that? Because the central idea we take to be us, and we're enamored with it. The mind is enamored with what it's made up. It cherishes it. And it's very difficult to pull it off of that cherishing. But just if you can entertain the possibility, hey, I may not be that, which my mind's been taking me to be, you may be allowed to get a breather, and once the bondage gets weakened, see where the attention goes. You may find it will find that source that's of all sources, and rest there. Then you sense that presence instead of... Feeling this mental vacuum, constantly trying to search for things to fill it up, you may sense a presence, yeah, while you're walking around during the day. That you will be more than enough, finally. That wherever you are is a damn good place to be, because what's there? Yeah? That awareness, that consciousness manifesting. 
that's a damn, that's a valid enough reason to be right where you are to begin with. Yeah? Just freed from this, this a lot. Of, the the bondage of self takes a lot of forms, a lot of forms, a lot of forms. It's got time and space to develop neuroses and just unbelievable, convoluted obsessions, and that's what it does. It just spins more and more and more and more stories. And if you take them to be so, you'll live as if they are. Like Jesus said when people when he healed people, he supposed he said, Hey, it's done according to your belief, exactly. If you have a belief in that evidence that's false, it can appear real. That thing that's constantly presenting a take on you, on them, on the world, on the future, on the past, that thing that's constantly portraying everything in such a clear manner, based totally on insanity. That false evidence will appear real to you. Yeah. And your body, your mercy, your nervous system, your emotions will react as if it's so. You may have this one little idea that it isn't, but it's not going to withstand the manifestation that it is. Yeah. But what would happen if you took the most cherished part of that system called self-centeredness and questioned your alliance with it or allegiance with it? Hey, maybe I'm not that. Yeah. If you're not that, find out what that's like. <clears throat> I found out that my attention and interest, which I was trying to rip away from obsession with self with every fucking big shot of coke I ever did. I was just trying to get some space between me and that. And it always go. it's like mercury, you know? When you knock it all, coagulates and goes back again. Like in a thermometer, you break it and there's all these little balls and then it always seeks its own thing. That's what it was sort of like, because what was holding it in place was this incredible belief I had in it being so. Yeah? So, I don't know, this was the gift I got with this message. It just threw like a, like a, a wrench in, in the shape of a question mark. Am I that in the whole system? You know, and I just kept going and having more wrenches in the shape of question marks thrown in there. And then that that total assurance and faith that the mind had in this failed system started to get fucking eroded, you know? Some questions started to persist in there. Hey, am I that? Now, or uh, if, this, if I'm not the doer of this life, whose life would it be anyway? These things started blowing my mind, yeah? And then that 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 conceptual cement was broke, just totally blown asunder because it wasn't there was nothing holding it except for my belief in it. Yeah, and I started to doubt it, and that was the end of the story. Like Ramana says, your head's in the tiger's mouth. It's a done deal. Once you once this information gets inserted, there's no stopping it. It's going to erode <coughs> the false foundation of that system of self-centeredness. And you'll be better for it, you know. You'll just travel lighter on a consistent fucking level. Day in, day out, month in, month out, year in, year out. And if you could total up all the shit that you were saved from, it would be probably a zillion, zillion dollars worth of value. Yet you may not even notice it. Maybe no one else will notice it. Yeah? Because there will be, there'll be so much shit absent out of your life. <laughs> You know what I mean? You'll be relieved so, from so many possibilities that don't have the energy or, the, or your oomph to manifest. 
They're just latent possibilities, but they never take birth anymore. They're just left there as a latent possibility, but they don't get conjured up. Yeah? And you get the joy of their absence, all of that shit, all of those fucking shitstorms, all those emotional hangovers, all of the fucking acting out, and all that gets dismissed. And you may, it may look like it's a boring little existence, but I'll tell you something. There's a lot of contentment involved there. Yeah? We were talking about it the other day at meetings. People, you know, they were talking about change, and I was going, you know, I was changing all the time out there. I was changing my hair color, I mean my hair. I was changing what I was wearing. I was changing the drugs I was doing. I was changing girlfriends like crazy, yeah? But the fear was I wasn't willing to change, yeah? I wanted to change everything else. I was constantly busy changing everything else. And your life can look really exciting because you're constantly changing, but it would be like, after a while, I'd go to Thailand and it would be like Burlingame. Because the one who went hadn't changed, yeah? I changed all these locales, but there was nothing changing in Paul's point of view. It was totally defined by the past, yes, yeah, yeah. So sometimes, in all the old traditions, they sometimes recommend a simpler life, you know? Like in AA it says, you know, practice these principles in all your affairs, and I always add a little thing to it, well, if you can't, limit your affairs, you know what I mean? So, if you seem to have a choice, maybe go the simpler route. Because if you have a simple route, and it looks like you're doing the, maybe the same thing every day, but it initiates a huge amount of change or possibility. Yeah, and in, in the blueprint room of the mind. Not so busily doing, changing everything out here, but maybe leaving everything the same out here, and then it initiates a real, a lot of change somewhere else, yeah? So therefore, you don't have to go to Thailand. Burlingame will be more than enough, yes? You can if you like, but there won't be this incessant drive to keep changing everything. <coughs> you'll let things be as they are, and then you'll finally let you be as you are. And when you let yourself be as you are, you realize you're not that, and they're really what you are as a villain. Yeah? When you're constantly trying to change how I look and this and that, it always stays the same, basically. It's you. But if you let it be as much as a, much of you as it wants to be, you'll see it's not you, really. You'll see it. You'll see all those things you've been trying to push away, is, is, they're all given life by my trying to push them away. When I let them land, I go, you know, I am a fucking asshole. I'm really, you know, a, I can be a vindictive motherfucker. I don't want anyone to do good because it throws a bad light on me. Oh, let all that come land, and you realize, I'm not that. Yeah? But you can't realize I'm not that by trying not to be that. Yeah? When you try not to be an alcoholic, you're usually more of an alcoholic than ever. Yeah? When you admit that you're an alcoholic, then you can be free from it. But if you don't admit that you are, you'll be one the rest of your life. You could be a dry drunk or something like that, but you'll have alcoholism running your life. Yeah? When you finally admit that you are that, then it always leads to a point where you're not that. Yeah? Where you want to get right to the point, hey, I'm not that. It doesn't work. A mental denial doesn't work. It actually sticks you into what you don't want to be. But then, a, let's say, quote-unquote, spiritual denial is, <clears throat> all right, I'm going to let everything be as real as it wants to be, and I'm not that. <clears throat> yeah? Very much more convincing. And then that's that. Yeah? You don't have to try not to be it anymore. You let it be as, you let it be as real as it wanted to be, and it shows its nature, which is unreal. 
So in this selfing here, so you go to a meeting like this, maybe, I like to use the word selfing. It's just the process, the mental process that produces a sense of self, yeah? That's all it is. So, so now, before you weren't seeing everything that was happening here, you thought you were the doer of it, yes, and this was you thinking, you know, like that. That would be really, you'd be on a very consequential level with selfing, yeah? So then you learn a little bit about it. But then, now you're at another point of selfing, which is, I'm, I'm self, I've been selfing all day today, Paul. People call me up, oh, I've been selfing all day. That's selfing, yeah? You feel like you're the one that's doing it. That's selfing. It's not the selfing, it's the feeling that you're the one that's doing it. That's the selfing, yeah? Or that you're the one it's fucking with. That's the selfing. The feeling of being a you is the product of the selfing. Yeah? So, all right, so now you see that. So then, now the line of selfing, and then the noun you pops up, that's the selfing. This is to re- is to promote this. Yeah? The selfing has a point, the verbing of the selfing has one point where the mind goes, I'm that which is being fucked with. Yeah? That's the product of selfing. Okay, so maybe you get a little more clear. So then you see that. Yeah? And then it goes on, and then, but then you think there's an authentic self. Yeah? <laughs> Oh, I'm the one that's never been fucked with, but you really feel like you've been fucked with. Whatever. It's also, see, as soon as the pop-up comes up, that's the product of the selfing. The selfing has a point. The point is to produce a feeling of being a noun. Yeah? So the whole story of selfing is, you're, there's a someone there that's either doing something or being done to or whatever. Yeah? The selfing cannot produce that. It can't make that so. It needs the mind to believe in the selfing, and then the mind makes the leap into the being the self, or feeling like it's a self, yes? So the selfing can't produce a self. No matter how much selfing occurs, it can never make a self, I mean create a self. It can't make a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. It just implies one, yeah? It infers one, it assumes one. Yeah? It takes for granted there's a one. But it takes you to make that leap. So there's the selfing, there's the selfing, there's the selfing. And then when the mental process, when the mind falls for it, then it makes the leap that there's a self. Yeah? That's the bondage of self. And you're your own warden, in a way. Yeah? It's the mind itself that imprisons itself. Nothing could imprison the mind except mind. Nothing could imprison the mind except mind. Mind has to believe it's something to have the experience of being imprisoned. As soon as it wakes up to its nature, it realized there was no prison. Mind, nothing can imprison mind. Yeah? The mind imprisons itself by believing this incessant radio station blasting all day infecting meaning into all the thoughts by the word my, as you believe in Yoda thinker or the thoughts are about you, it reinvent, reinvigorates, reinforces the sense of self. But it cannot do, it cannot make that self, you have to believe it. Yeah? The mind itself has to go, oh yeah. And as soon as that, the selfing has won, in a way. Not won, it's produced what it was looking for. Now, yeah, it just rips from there. Yeah? 
Some of it's like a, trying to convince the mind. As soon as it's just like when you're with alcoholism, <clears throat> you haven't drank in a while, and the mind gets a little anxious, agitated. So it starts telling you all this shit. You know, like it's never going to get better. You know, I'm never going to get any money. My girlfriend. I'm never going to have a girlfriend. And if you start believing it, it produces a strong feeling of bleakness, yeah? And it usually comes to a point where it leads you to fuck it. And when it, when it, when you buy the fuck it, you go, fuck it, you know? And then you go buy that drink, you go to 7-Eleven and buy a bottle, <clears throat> it's not talking to you as if it's convincing you from that point on, it's talking as you. Yeah? Now you, it's, it, it's, it has no need to convince you to go to 7-Eleven tomorrow. You're going to 7-Eleven tomorrow. Yeah? It's basically, it's not in a position of trying to win the mind over. It's got the mind. <coughs> now it's going <coughs> it's gonna to use the mind's force to manifest and make a fucking technicolor film out of something. Yeah? See it. Just like if you have, let's say you have certain qualities of jealousy. And everything's pretty good. They're pretty subdued, you know. You've taken a lot of classes, you know, how not to be jealous and stuff. <coughs> and then you have a drink, yeah? And then all those characteristics that seem to have been subdued get amplified very quickly. And now you're up on stalking charges in a couple of months, yeah? Because as soon as the mind believes... As soon as its belief system starts taking things to be so, there's no fucking way you're going to change that. It's going to manifest, yeah? That's why it's like too late after the first drink. That's why I tell people in recovery, the difference between an alcoholic and a recovered alcoholic is the alcoholic calls me after they drink and the recovered alcoholic calls me before they drink. That's the whole difference. When the guy calls you after they drank, it's already it's too late then. They're on a run. Maybe they'll go next morning, but it's already done. Yeah? The genie's out of the bottle. The point is, is to have an immunity before the genie gets out. And I'm talking about abstinence. Well, you can use this word abstinence to the, to the feasting of the mind. When your attention and interest gets into these fantasies and these stories, they're gonna seek expression and they're gonna wanna manifest. Yeah? They're gonna wanna manifest. It's like the sleeping dog, you're fucking teasing you with a bone. Yeah? If the dog wakes up, it's a whole new story. You're going to have to walk it, clean up after it. It's going to bite you and other people. Yes? It's a whole different story than when the dog's asleep. When the dog's asleep, you have to run to your life. As soon as the dog wakes up, it has you. That's the whole point. So how can you break from, from uh, this incessant attending to the thoughts? Maybe see them as not yours. Just entertain the possibility. Drop it into the thought system that these aren't my thoughts. Yeah? How could they be mine if so many people have them? Yeah? If their whole story is to produce an incredible sense of terminal uniqueness, how unique am I if a lot of people have them? <laughs> Weaken it. Yeah? Start there with the thought system. Are these thoughts mine? Am I the creator of these thoughts? Am I the doer of them? Am I actually thinking? Are you exerting any... It's like, you know, when you want to take a shit? There's a little effort sometimes, right? You're exerting, you know, i got to take this shit. Are you exerting some... Are you popping out thoughts? 
like, I'm going to think, hold on. You know, no, no. It's a very passive situation, isn't it? There's what's needed to recognize something that can't be seen, which is consciousness. Thoughts arise, it's noted, yes? But what happens is, the mental process claims it, says, I'm the thinker of it. All these latent possibilities of mental ideas get to download into that thought, and you are the, you're the, you're the, you brought, you brought the meaning onto yourself, so to speak. Yeah? You were the bridge where those meanings that are just just possibilities, just possibilities, got to download. The thought is just a vehicle, yeah? The meaning gets injected into it from all of this. And what's the bridge from all of this conditional ideas and thoughts and beliefs and shit like that? What's the bridge from here to the thought? What's the bridge? It's you and I. If the mind holds itself as the thinker of these thoughts, that's the bridge where all these meanings, all these old ideas that are possible for you, to go in, go over that bridge, inject into the thought, then you believe the thought like it's a piñata, you, you open it and the thoughts come out, the meaning comes out of the thought. But you gave it the meaning it had. <clears throat> yeah? You gave it the meaning. That's why you can have a thought one day, and it could bring an incredibly terrible meaning to you. The next day, if you're in good shape, the same thought won't have any effect whatsoever. It's not the thought, obviously, because it's the same thought. My girlfriend's going to leave me Monday, yeah? I'm in bad shape, I have a bad cold, this and that. There's a belief in that. That could be so. Big fucking meaning, yeah? The next day, I'm feeling pretty good. My girlfriend's going to leave me. I just see it as a thought, you know? Girlfriend's going to leave me. Beep, 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 yeah? So it's not the thought, obviously. The thought isn't bringing the meaning. It's a vehicle for the meaning. The meaning's coming from where you are. Yeah? And that bridge from that possibility into manifesting through that thought is you. And how it happens is the mind. I'm the thinker of these thoughts, or these thoughts are about me. <clears throat> yeah? That's the bridge. And it's a well-worn bridge, because every thought is usually held either that both ways or one of those ways. I'm the thinker of them, or they're about me. Yeah? Just like a total well-worn, just download meanings. All from an idea called the past. That's why your whole life is a fucking interpretation. It's all a mental construction we're living. Yet, all the while, there's the livingness of manifestation happening. But we're not, in, we're, we're not even near the, that pulse of that. We're in a mental interpretation of it. Yeah? And it's empty, it's barren, so we want to fill it up. Yeah? And so we go to the thing that's producing the emptiness, and we try, take its counsel, and we go searching for things. If I have a lot of things, it'll make me better. If I have that one special thing, it'll make me better. If I don't lose what I have, it'll make me better. If I get what I want, it'll make me better. And so on and so forth. And then the seeking is just generated over and over and over again. Because usually it's never enough, isn't it? If you got one model of a woman, then you may see another model. I'd like to replace this model with that model. And it goes on and 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 on. Yeah? And it's not for anything, it's not for completion, it's for seeking. It's just, if the verb can continue going on long enough, it can take a feeling of being a noun. Yeah? 
The selfing can only be a verb, but for us it switches into a noun so quickly. So there is a solution. I've entertained it, you've entertained it, your life's getting better, isn't it? There you go. Just keep going with it. It progresses just like the seeming problem progresses. Progresses here. You entertain it, you've gotten a lot better. Everyone that comes here gets better in a sense because it's easy. It's true. It works. Yeah? It's like putting new seeds into that that system and different type of things sprout and they confront what's there to begin with. And then possibilities arise. Hey, I may not be that, you know. I don't care if I'm worrying about next week. I just, I'm seeing I'm not the one who's worrying about next week. So fuck it, worrying about next week happens. What can I do about it? But the one, that one, that's the, that's the, that's the weather, that's like the weather vane for the suffering. Not the worrying about next week. I mean, if someone says they're worrying about next week to me, it's no big deal. It's only a big deal if I think I'm worrying about next week, yeah? So the weather vane is this fucking false eye sucking all this interest and attention. You don't have enough to be present in a way. So of course your life's not going to be fulfilled or fulfilling. You're always going to be in the pursuit of fulfillment. But if you're fulfilled, you won't be pursuing fulfillment. That's the great news, yeah? So I don't know, I've been doing this a long time now. I've been entertaining this fucking idea. Obviously, I'm not entertaining it anymore, you know? It's just, it's just so, right? It makes it much easier. <laughs> it makes it much easier, really. <laughs> <laughs> a whole lot easier. <laughs> What's timeless can always wait out time. So if your mind wants to run around the block 80 times, yeah, it doesn't matter because it's always going to end up right where it is. Yeah, you don't have to get concerned. You may, oh, I've really lost it. By the time you you realize you've lost it, you've already found it again. <laughs> It's a, it tries to puff and puff a big story, but the story's always going to end. It's always finite. It can't withstand the, the, the omnipresence of always and everywhere. Yeah? So you have a, a faith in mind after a while. You know, it lets you really rest. And then if you're the source of your own contentment, man, that's a damn good uh, insurance policy. Mm-hmm. You know? Then things are nice additions, but there's no... Uh, you're not trying to fill some imaginary thing in you. Yeah? You're looking for things to fill, basically. You know what I mean? A relationship is something where you express into, you don't get out of, you don't... You're not in a taking modality anymore. You're more in a giving. And it's not you giving, there's just giving. It just wants to participate and express. It can live without it. It doesn't matter. That's the good news, yeah. It can live without almost anything. 
So yeah, that's it for tonight, I guess. Any questions? You want to have questions? Men's meeting. <laughs> How do I convince my girlfriend that I'm not Paul when I fuck up? <laughs> she may not go with that, but she may as well be as much as Paul as you can. <laughs> I remember when I first heard this, I used to try to use this on like the lady I was with. Oh, that. She said, you really bother me. I said, there's no me to bother me. And she says, that really fucking bothers me. You know? I was like a wise ass. She's like slapping me around. She said, don't give me that shit. Don't give me that non-duality shit. You just don't want to fucking do something. That's right. <laughs> but then you can usually grow out of that. It only lasted for a little while. It did. But first of all, because the woman wouldn't buy any of it, and then it grew into a better understanding, you know. But at first, when I, the first thing that met this inf- inf- information was my intellect, so it just tries to see how it can use it, yeah, for its own advantage. Yeah. And if it only stops there, you'll be bored of this message, because you're not really going to do much. You're not going to go on big retreats be the brightest person there. We don't have retreats. <laughs> you know what I mean? So your intellect's going to get really bored of it because it won't be able to make much out of it. It won't, it'll see that it doesn't work as an advantage because most people don't buy it. And so it just puts it away. But then if it keeps being entertained, it sinks definitely deeper than that. And then it becomes, it's in the fabric of your existence. Yeah. Yeah. And then you be as much as Paul as you want to be. Like I, when I'm with Deb, I never talk about as if I'm not a person. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not sitting there, you know, <laughs> talk, trying to talk like I'm not a person. I talk like I'm more of a person than ever because I know I'm not a person. <laughs> That's why you can do it. You know what I mean? If to try to act like you're not one is a lot of work, especially with this language because it's a subjective language. You know, you can't. How, if you take the I, you know, you'd have to... I knew a guy who wanted to write, start a new language, you know, because he got introduced to not do out. I said, good luck, you know. It's going to be hard to you know, write a, a whole new language that there's not going to be any nouns or something. I said, why not just fucking take it lightly, you know? It's like when people say, why do you say you're an alcoholic? You know, I said, why not? <laughs> you know, just give me your hands. I'm going to call alcoholic. Who cares? <laughs> You know what I mean? You think if I don't if I don't say it, it doesn't change anything? <laughs> I knew someone that did that. You just couldn't have a conversation because you couldn't say the word I. Yeah. You know, oh, there you go again. Yeah. It's a drag. Yeah. So every time it's like, oh, there's no me. Tell me. Oh. I know. I had that with a couple of the times I did talks on the. Uh, I did a talk in a chat room, and this lady kept, she had a way of jumping ahead and being the person that asked me a question like 15 times in a row. There's supposed to be people getting a chance to call in. She was in the first of the line every time. And she was sort of nice at the beginning, but then she was like, but you said I. You mustn't be where you say you are. First of all, I didn't say I'm anywhere, but all right, go ahead. Yeah, you said I. I said, said, Jesus, you know, you can get the letter of the law, but you'll miss the spirit of it, you know? You gotta sort of realize, this place place is sloppy, you don't have to, trying to be perfect here is pointless. 
Yeah, give me a break. Just travel lighter. That's the whole point. Yeah. If this thing starts making you travel heavy and it's not has no point other than that, then fucking forget this whole idea. Hmm. You know, it may make you travel heavy for a while, but it has a point. Yeah. Because the system will keep colliding in and of itself. The self-centeredness, yeah, it'll collide and collide. But if it's just like uh, another form of beating the shit out of yourself, like they're trying to be perfect, then just drop it. That's not the point of it, I don't think. Okay? It has value here because it can put... Here we can live a heavy life, seemingly. So therefore our light life seems valuable to me. You know what I mean? I talk to a lot of people who are overly burdened by their mental preoccupation. They're just totally weighed down heavily by the thoughts, because they believe most of them. Yeah. So here you can travel heavy, so then traveling lighter has a lot of value. But let's say awareness is all there is. Would there be any value in awareness? Obviously not. Yeah. If it was all there is, there'd be no value there. Value comes from something, yes? If there can be an opposite of something, then that thing is valuable. Yeah. That's what I find. So, the idea to be perfect and right about this misses the point. It's about entertaining it. And the and it's not like you get it. There's a getting of it all the time. Yeah? It's a, a, a living getting of it. It's not, oh, I got it. You know, oh, hi, I got it. I'm one of the lucky ones. Yes, me. I got it 19 years ago. Yes, I got it. You? 20? Oh, I'm a year behind you. I'm trying to catch up. Yeah? No, there's a getting of it. That's what it's like. There's a getting of it. It's, al- it's always there at all times. It's actually not even a getting of it. It's so there, it's not even getting. But if you want to entertain like something's happening, then it's a getting. Yeah? Getting, 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 getting. And then, in a way, how you get it is by giving it away, like we say in recovery. Yeah? So, the getting of it is that it's seeking expression. It seeks expression. So this is one form of expressing it here, doing it all. It seeks expression. For 20-something years, 22 years, it's been seeking expression in this form of giving talks. Yeah? That's like a fucking pretty deep well, in a way. When the topic is always the same for 22 years. Yeah? Thousands of talks about the same thing. Every, you know, two or three times a week. That's a fucking pretty deep well. <laughs> yeah? That's just one expression, one form of expression. Yeah? It can choose anything. It can have a smattering in all the expressions. But for me, being that seat assignment, it's, it's gone, it, this is one of its defined ways of expressing, is by sharing. Yeah? And it's always the, the same space that I sensed when I first started sharing it is the exact same space that happens now. Yeah. Exactly. It's no different. It's always, it's like a, it's, it's so reliable, it's always the same, yet constantly new in a way. Yeah? But it's always the same. That's when, when you, when you pass away, you can rest your head on that pillow. Yeah? That you're not passing away, in a sense. So, yeah.
So go ahead. I'm going to turn it off. No, no. I want to get off the record. I'm going to say you're getting it. It's sort of like you're constantly re-getting it. You're yeah. Like every time you're in experience, you so instead of just getting it once, oh, I've got it. Now you're you're getting it all the time. Yeah. So don't don't you think that by giving these talks for 22 years, you're you're keeping it fresh in your mind by for yourself by for sure by doing this for sure. It's keeping itself fresh through it through this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Obviously. That's the repetition is so it comes natural to get it now instead of having to be unnatural as to. I mean, like for me, it's natural to go be yourself again. Yeah, yeah. Well, because of the repetition of that. Unnatural to try to think like. Yeah, because of the repetition of that. Yeah. The sense of self is constantly repeated because it's remembered. Yeah. So yeah, we're using the poison in a sense as an antidote. So for me, I've been fortunate that it. You know, I I haven't missed a meeting yet. Or, or you could say I've actually never even attended one <laughs> yet. Yeah, but I've been. Yeah, yeah. I would say I wanted. Uh, maybe I saw the, there was a recognition of the value of it, and I didn't want it to be on the hands of having to see someone else. You know, maybe they don't come for three months or something like that. You know, so this way we have satsang ourselves. And therefore, the, the, the repetition is always available because I want a repetition, yeah? So, I'm willing to sit in the certainty and then repeat the same thing over and over again. And I'm sure it's, uh, I enjoy it, man. It's sort of like a... It's like a vision I never get tired of, yeah? Because of here, there's so many limited possibilities, yeah? You've got to pass away in this form, in a way, yeah. There's so many possibilities, there's so many limitations, and there's not many possibilities, really. Here, in, in, in this sense, or this space, there's infinite possibilities, with no limitation, yeah? I like to have it, it's like uh, Jesus says, you know, you're in this world, but you're not of this world, to... I think the repetition of you're not of this world is valuable, yes. Even for all of us that are not of this world. It's just a joy to do. I love it, you know. If I didn't come, if no one came here, I'd just sit in the church outside because I sense a space or a presence here. You know, and some places are more conducive than others. You know, I can go in this church and it's just a lovely space. Yeah, I guess I want to be reminded.